The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus came to Capernaum with his followers, and on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. As, uh, as we begin our, uh, our foray into um, ordinary time, uh, we are uh, at the beginning of the Gospel of Mark. Here we're in the first chapter. It's, uh, the, beginning, uh, the beginning of our passage is, is uh, verse 21 and runs through uh, verse 28. Uh, I don't know if you, if you get the, um, the sense of this as, as the Gospel is proclaimed, but there is, there is a lot going on already, right? God, like God is on, God is on the move. Now, part of it is, I'm, you know, I'm not sure. Um, you know, we have to. Uh, perhaps I, I get that sense because I'm like, wait, wait, you know, wait a second, wait. This is the, or only the first chapter. Do you know, like, too, too quick, too quick. You know, it's, uh, it's all happening. It's all happening so fast. Uh, and you know, I say like a lot has already happened in in uh, in Mark's gospel. The uh, the baptism of Jesus and the calling of of his disciples. I mean, it's it's happening uh, very very quickly, and it's like, okay, wow, you know, Mark, you want to you want to go that you want to you want to run at, at that pace. You know, it's it's hardly sustainable, which is probably why his gospel is the shortest gospel. But is is you know here here we here we go. Um, you know, he the authority, the teaching authority, uh, the authority to um, to command uh, what they call unclean spirits. I say even even this reality. So there is. There is something uh, that's relatively the- thematic going on here, and that is man as image bearer. And I, I, you know, I don't know. Of course, we do we do we grasp that at, at um, with with our with our first look, but it's but it is there. Um, you know, when we see even this, you have given your son. Of course, this is this refers to Jesus and our, our responsorial psalm. You have given your son rule over the works of your hands. Yes, but God ha- God has made man to be His image bearer. Right, so he has made he has made man to be the one who has power, who has rule over the works of his hands. That's us too. That's us too. But how do we how do we um, uh, exercise God's uh, good and and wise stewardship? We do it by praising Him, by worshiping Him. Right, God has God has to be the the true center of our hearts and lives. Or our stewardship will not be wise, or good, or true, or whatever, what what have you, by uh, by lacking in that sense, by by rather by not living as God's image bearer, we've chosen some other path. We start to we start to look like something other than what God intends us to look like. 
So in, in this, and, and this is the, this kind of a situation that, uh, that Jesus finds his people in, that Jesus finds God's people in. There are people who need renewal, but they need renewal in the, the total sense, and especially along the lines of vocation, the vocation of man, the calling of man to be God's image bearer. They need, they need renewal precisely there which means that they need at least two things. They need, they need liberation from what enslaves them, yeah? and, and they need, again, the life of, of mission and purpose that only God can give, the life, that life of vocation. So he, and and it, it, it all comes rushing together here in the, in the first uh, chapter of Mark's Gospel. I mean, when we see unclean spirit, the idea is uh, that this... this uh, this particular demon possession uh, renders the the image relatively indecipherable, right? The, it render, renders the, renders the, or rather, a better way to say it, I think, uh, whether or not Mary agrees, is that it, is this spirit is a disfiguring spirit, right? It's a disfiguring spirit. We we use this language of like the face, the visage, the figure. Right, the, the spirit disfigures man so that he doesn't he doesn't look on God as he ought, and so he can't look on God's world as he needs to in order to in order to take up his vocation. And Jesus is there to to cast out that demon, but he's also there to teach with authority. And he's not he's not simply teaching with authority; he's embodying the authority of God. And what does it look like? It it looks like. Man as God's image, man made in God's image, reflecting, not a, say, in this sense, right, um, gathering up creation's praise and, and turning it over to God. This is, a, this is the priestly action. And then, of course, receiving from God everything that, that he has and is and making good and wise use of it and ordering the, the things of, say, man's temporal affairs. I mean, this is what... This is what Jesus is. It's what he. It's what he embodies. It's what he um, frees us for, and equips us to take on. So this is this is the challenge that um, that's in front of us uh, today. As 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 Jesus again, as as in and as Jesus, God is on the move, and that's what I mean by all this all this movement. It's very quick, and the rest. There, there, there are a number of things that, that we know about Jesus that are, that are uh, remarkable and, uh, and, and that, are, that are so remarkable, of course, they, they, they pop up all, all over the place. One of them is just the, the crowds, right? His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. We, and I don't know if we, if we hear, like, how big that is. And again, in the first chapter, how, how quick that, that comes to the surface, that Jesus has a massive following. Is a massive falling. Why is it? It's because he's healing people. Yeah, and and we in the church. Let me do church speak for a little bit, right? We in the church talk about the problem of affiliation and disaffiliation. What does it mean? It's a good concept, actually, right? It means like people are either affiliated with the church, or I mean this, and this is actually it's funny to to put it this way. And I didn't intend to do it, but people are disaffiliated with the church. Because, I mean, almost every non-Catholic you meet 
is an ex-Catholic, you know, or like was, was baptized in the church at some point. I didn't laugh. It's a hard, you know, it's, it's, it's a ridiculous and horrible thing. But, the, but, but affiliation and disaffiliation are whole-bodied realities. Yeah, this is, this is not the, the stuff of whether or not people agree to a certain set of propositions. This is, this is people living with, I don't know, living a somewhat uh, engaged life in Christ, in the people that he's called to himself both to receive his love and embody that love for the world, right? There's this, there is this um, uh, mission, just as you see, again, the movement of the gospel, there's, there's a mission that the church is, and it's Jesus, it's a continuation of Jesus's mission, but then we see this affiliation, disaffiliation, right? And, and I think it's because we, we don't do terribly well to honor the whole-bodied reality of Jesus' call. And I think that the church, you know, yes, in, 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 in some traditional ways, still continues Jesus' mission of healing, but in some ways lives in ignorance of that calling. Even where it's happening, we live in ignorance of that calling. And it's kind of like we just... We do it by like hap- by happenstance or something, or or we do it as like um, you know um, I don't know. It's 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 either a role that we delegate to to other people, or it's something that might happen as we go, and we all marvel at it when it does happen. That's not exactly what ought to be happening. And we see again this this work of this work of healing. What is it? Right? It's it's work of whole making. And of course, we have access to this whole-making power because we see that Jesus has come to renew us in the image and likeness of God. So we know what it's directed to. We know what, we know what it takes to be made whole. It, it's that we need to have a heart that is centered on the true and living God who is revealed to us and made manifest to us in Christ Jesus. And then we have to live a life of Mission. We have to live a life of purpose, which, which just means that in giving, in turning our hearts and lives over to God, He frees us for His service. And we, we serve Him by going out and living the lives of great and costly love that Jesus lived and that He empowers us to live. Right? So this, this whole making mission, this is in fact the church's healing mission. And I don't know if, if ever anybody had a thought about you know, why it was that the, the crowds were gathered around. Some people are not ready for it, okay? It's just, the way, it's just the way it is. Little Joseph, he's not ready for it this morning. But if we ever had a thought about, about why, you know, crowds are gathered around Jesus and perhaps why we have a, a little bit of a problem with, with disaffiliation, we might look no further than the first chapter of Mark's gospel. We, but we have to be, so what is it then? We have to be healed and we have to heal. Yeah, as, as wild as that sounds, on probably both sides, we have to be healed. We need healing. We're not, any of us, centered on God the way that we need to be. And we know that. And Jesus is at work to, to bring it about. This is, this is one of the primary reasons why I stress over and over again um, the, the significance of prayer. Because the, the kind of... Uh, integrative or the work of integration is going to happen for us primarily in prayer. And if you need help with what's going on in prayer, guess what? We do that work here. That's how important it is to us. We're set up to do that work here. 
We have spiritual mentors and directors and all the rest because it's, because it's the work of the church. It's the healing work of the church. And we all need that. But then we have to be healers ourselves, which just means that we, that we, our, our hearts and our minds are set on the cause of charity. We, we have to love. I say, like, we have to love well as well. You have to love when it's difficult. In fact, that's like where you find out whether or not you've got it, right? But we, we have to love well. But let me say this, right? If you don't love well, it doesn't matter. You have to love badly, you know, you, because you have to love. It was, it's always Chesterton. He was always, you know, it, it gets, gets his quotes attributed to him. But it says, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly. Yeah, perhaps not always, right? But anyway, it's, it's a good quote for us because we're called to love. We're called to follow Jesus. And, and if, you, if we feel like, you know, like I, I'm not doing it that well, it doesn't matter. Do it. Do it. And what happens is as you commit yourself to do it, you'll find that where you, where you go out to do it, Jesus is there empowering you to do it. So you have this great experience that you're going beyond yourself. Are we being healed? That's not a work we can do by ourselves, but now we're healing. With the love that we're channeling from God for others, we're healing. And again, it's not a work that we do for us. So we get caught, we get caught up in this action, and we get to experience Jesus and the authority of Jesus, the, the power that's at work in him, and how he wants that power to, to renew us so as to restore all peoples and all creation.